Do, are you one of us who also want to see the Amazing Spider-Man yes. Three with Brandon always asking the right question? I would love to see the Amazing Spider-Man Three. <laughs> yes. Also wonderful was how Andrew was able to kind of make amends with the character in the studio. You know, to kind of win the general public back. Uh, that yes. scene where he saves Zendaya, like the fan saved reactions her. in the who theater, who? was so he saved us, spectacular. right? He saved us. Zendaya saved us, and obviously so with Andrew. <laughs> Oh man, Brandon Davis, that guy is always getting Yo, the right answers. He just knows to how to BB. slip in the perfect question. This guy is a master. Subscribe so to this good. man. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Is it fair to say the MVP of Spider-Man No Way Home was Andrew Garfield? I oh, mean, Tom yeah. Holland just fueled the speculation for another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man film in an interview with the always scoop scoring Brandon Davis in the Phase Zero podcast over at comicbook.com. Subscribe to them, great folks over there, and thank you so much to them for getting this great answer out of Tom Holland because he yeah, we do need more of Andrew Garfield's heroics <laughs> after he rescued Zendaya. Actually, we really could have used him on Euphoria last night because Rue, Rue the, the f***. This is inside Marvel, we should say. It's New Rockstar's weekly Marvel reaction show. No, it's not a Euphoria after show. I actually wish we had time to do Euphoria after shows. What are but, these uh, days? We just don't have time. Don't have time to fit it in. Also, it would be impossible for us to censor all that dick uh, because there's a lot oh, yeah. of it on that show. I'm Eric Voss. I'm here with MT. MT, thoughts? Oh, man. Um, I need some more Andrew Garfield in my life as Spider-Man. And, like, like we got we got all those teases at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. They were promising a whole universe. So, like, let's get uh -huh. it going, Marvel. They let's plans. get it going. Come on. They had plans. They're still there. The plans are still there. I mean, the work has already been done in Spider-Man No Way Home, I would say. And oh, yeah. yes, we are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home because it remains the number one movie in the world. It's breaking all kinds of records. It's about to surpass Avatar. You know how hard it is to surpass Avatar in box office revenue? So yeah, a lot of you are saying, you guys sure are milking this movie, aren't you? <laughs> well, yeah. The world is milking this movie. We're following yeah. the world's lead right now. You want to watch us make videos about f***ing Moonfall? No. <laughs> Nobody cares about Moonfall. No Way Home was just a massive event. It changed the MCU in every possible way. Yeah. Including the fact that we everything we saw, you could argue, in the Tobey Maguire trilogy, the Andrew Garfield 2 movies, uh, uh, technically over 100 hours of narrative in the Netflix Marvel Universe, possibly, arguably, MCU canon now. I mean, Endgame didn't cross over that much. It crossed over to its own universe. We have several different universes being crossed over. Add yeah. that to the fact that we had big purple cracks in the sky full of cameos. <laughs> <laughs> we had a crazy memory wipe spell at the end of the movie that retconned things, maybe? We don't really quite know. There's so much coming out of this movie. Uh, uh, symbiote goose slipping around the MCU still. Yeah. You're going to hear us talk about this movie for months and years to come because months is, and is years of single? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, uh I mean, look, there's just still so much to talk about in this movie. We, we got to still, it's going to take us multiple weeks to figure this out. Yeah, man. And chief among all those questions is the fact that Sony has miraculously reinvigorated the franchises of Toby and Andrew. And now Andrew Garfield, who's about probably to be an Oscar front runner, is perfectly positioned to return to his narrative as Peter Parker. We want it. Andrew probably wants it. Tom Holland definitely wants it. Sony has to want it. And last MT week we talked about it. a fourth... MT wants it? <laughs> Make MT's birthday dreams come true. It's it's not your birthday. Your birthday is It's not in today. May, but it could be my birthday now. <laughs> you can announce it in May and give MT a birthday surprise. 
Exactly. Well, last week we talked about a fourth Toby film, and what would a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie look like? We're going to discuss that. We're also going to talk about some big news we just learned about how the animated Into the Spider-Verse franchise might connect to this shared universe. How? I have no idea, but I'm very excited to think about it. <laughs> but before we get to all of that, huge announcement this week, February 11th. You can see New Rockstar's live show in Chicago. It's going to be me and Jess Clements and Tommy Bechtold, Philip Molina. We're going to mix it up with some fun surprises that we have never done here on the New Rockstar's channel before. This is an event hosted by our partners at Rooster Teeth, part of their very normal podcast store. We're going to be sharing the night with the hilarious folks at the Face Jam podcast. Tickets are still available, so click the link in the description. And if you live in the Chicago area, we would just love, love, love to meet you in person. All right, MT, what is our question this week? Oh, we got to ask it. What would a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man film look like, Eric? Now, MT, in a way, couldn't you argue that Spider-Man No Way Home was a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man film? Absolutely. I mean, did have... A solid character arc in the second half of this movie. He began with freaking rolls being thrown at him. <laughs> Lowest to the low. No respect for this man. Couldn't dodge those rolls. Nope. Too fast. Couldn't. Even MJ and Ned considered him, uh, maybe there's a, a better Peter Parker out there. <laughs> they were not impressed by his ability to climb the ceiling. They were like, eh, our no. Peter can do that. Uh, it's not yeah, right. <laughs> let's keep, let's keep uh, swooshing and see what we find out there. <laughs> He started this movie as Peter number three, but he mm. climbed his way up into our hearts as Peter number one, I would argue, in our books, in my mind. When he and Tobey Maguire Peter counseled Tom Holland Peter about grief, Andrew Garfield Peter said that he never truly got over Gwen's death, that he tried to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but at some point he just stopped pulling his punches, he got rageful, he got bitter. This was truly a darkest timeline, Peter Parker. This film screenplay came out recently and included a great piece of exposition for Andrew Garfield Peter. The moment he watched Tom Holland Peter and MJ embracing each other, the oh. script says, quote, on Webverse Peter, watching them with a tinge of longing, the kind of love he had and lost. And this is what leads to Toby to uh, check in with him, asking, you have someone? And Andrew graciously doesn't respond, no, motherfucker, I told you I lost win earlier. Were you even listening? <laughs> I like to think that um, Toby remembered. He was like, you have someone? Oh, oh that's right. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, look at little Richard Parker Jr. Gonna cry. Ooh, vertebrae's broken. Gonna cry. <laughs> but no, this is such a wholesome moment in reality. Like, Toby tells him, I wouldn't give up. Uh, which is, just feels like a step toward this guy thinking like, no, no, all is not lost. You know, this isn't just about rescuing this kid from another dimension we found. You yourself are worthy of redemption, uh, which we finally get to see in this final battle. We knew this was coming from the trailer, and it felt so good to see it. Uh, Zendaya MJ falling from the scaffolding. Goblin swipes Tom Holland Peter away from catching her, and Andrew is just right there to catch her. He loses it when he does. She's like, are so you So okay? did I, Eric. And <laughs> We're all like, none of us are okay right now. Um, in the script, I love how the script says, like describes this moment. It says, overwhelmed with emotion, Webverse Peter nods, having just relived the worst moment of his life when he lost Gwen Stacy in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but this time he prevailed. And I, I love that like throughout the script, they, they call these Peters by the directors of these old franchises. They call them right. Webverse Peter, Raimi-verse Peter, and he calls out the title of the movie, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, all these things now being kind of re-legitimized in mm. the eyes of this story uh, in a way that breathes new life into them. 
so good. And all of this catharsis is coming in with that pep talk he got from Toby telling him that he is amazing. The fact that he tells the other Peters that they feel like his brothers that he never had, that he loves them, even if they didn't say it back. Uh, but this also <laughs> comes after his moment with Max Dillon, when Andrew kind of acknowledges the expectation that there should be a black Spider-Man. And the mm. script also includes this great exposition, Webb versus Peter nods, there probably is, italicized there. Meaning it's that's like Andrew Garfield's character's thought in that moment, but it's also just like phrased in this way to where it feels like the writers of the script acknowledging, yes, there is a Miles Morales Spider-Man <laughs> out there. So as we look ahead to hopefully a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man film, let's just like wipe the slate clean from whatever was planned for the next movie in this continuity and MT, you were hinting at this. Uh, mm -hmm. Just a reminder to everyone that Sony did have plans for a Sinister Six event with Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn Goblin, Reese Eifens coming back as Lizard, Paul Giamatti probably coming back as Rhino, and then Vulture and Doc Ock. And then the sixth member of the Sinister Six is either going to be like Craven the Hunter, maybe Mysterio, maybe Chameleon. Felicity Jones was rumored to return as Felicia Hardy, Black Cat. Dennis Leary said in an interview years later that there was some kind of subplot and development that uh, they might have planned to resurrect the dead people in Peter's life via cloning, uh, including oh, Captain Stacy, oh, including the, Uncle the Ben, jackal? including oh, so Gwen Stacy. Yeah, uh, we are, we're not sure. That might have just been something that was pitched to him, but they pitched it in because his character was dead. They're like, no, we might bring you back. And he's like, how am I going to come back? And they're like, oh, uh, you know, they're going to clone you. And he's probably like, I don't get it. Uh, it might have been cool. We don't know. Um but I think the best way to go forward is just to assume that all to now be part of Andrew Garfield Peters' past history. Like, mm. he said he got bitter, rageful, stopped pulling his punches. Maybe that was just referring to when he beat to death Harry Osborn Goblin. Ooh. And all that now is just like a previous <laughs> chapter. Uh, and then uh, his inability to get over Gwen's death could have been because of that whole unnatural cloning experiment that really reopened the Gwen wounds in a way that caused him to relapse into his grief. Maybe he was okay at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but then someone tried to play God, defy the laws of nature, try to bring Gwen back in this wrong way, and that caused him to go further and deeper into his grief and, yeah. uh, and prevent him from truly finishing his stages of healing. Um, but now, thankfully, Peter, through, if you think of this role for him as the Amazing Spider-Man 2.5, which I do, I think this is such a great arc for him in this movie, um, he's really his best self returning to his home continuity. So three questions I want us to address, MT. One, will Andrew Garfield be the Spider-Man of Sony's villain universe with Venom, Morbius, Craven the Hunter, now Madam Web, we've learned. Uh, will Andrew Garfield remember the events of No Way Home? Or did Doctor Strange's spell affect him, too? And three, that line about the Black Spider-Man, could that be directly setting up Andrew Garfield to be the Miles Morales mentor in the next movie? So let's let's take these one by one. Uh, do we want and do we think Andrew Garfield is going to be the the shared Spider-Man here in this universe? I guess in the way that like Ben Affleck Batman was the, the Batman of like the Suicide Squad 2016 film, who just kind of showed up foiling villains in, in other corners in other people's movies. You know, I feel like this would be the smartest choice um, considering that, you know, people really want The Amazing Spider-Man 3. They really want to see the continuation of Andrew Garfield's story. But, like, I just can't think of, I can't stop thinking about that poster in Morbius of of Tobey yeah. Maguire <laughs> Peter Parker. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why is that there? Like, is, are we just having a shared universe? 
So I'm just thinking, like, yeah, man, like, like I don't know what happened post the spell, but like, I I need that poster answered, like, to some degree. But you see, MT, I think that poster is the easiest uh, Spider-Man reference in Morbius to just justify simply by saying, "Oh, it's just fan art. It's just fan art. It's just some graffiti artist just mm. had this vision of Spider-Man in his head. It's not like." It wasn't a d- direct photographic recreation of what Spider-Man looks like in this universe. Um, because really, I think that's how the set designer approached it. I think the set designer was like, oh, we need to have Spider-Man being called a murderer in this universe. So let's just get us Spider-Man. We'll get it from the loading art from the PS4 game. And that was just <laughs> the era, the Sam Raimi era of Spider-Man. But it wasn't a particular frame from that movie. Right. Um, and the, it's interesting they called him a murderer because that could apply to this version of Andrew Garfield, right? Like, mm. Andrew Garfield said he stopped pulling his punches. He could be a murderous Spider-Man in that Oh, my God, universe. that's so true. Like, because, like, you, you, there's definitely some type of chance that Andrew Garfield definitely murdered at least one person during those dark times. Because yeah. we saw in the original trilogy with Tommy Maguire, even though he didn't technically kill his Uncle Ben's murderer... He, he facilitated the, the, the events that led to his fall. Let's be real. Um, and sure. so, um, and also, Andrew Garfield wasn't there with Tobey Maguire when he stopped the glider. It was just Tobey Maguire. Right. <laughs> Andrew Garfield was like, Andrew I can like, see let him death. do it. <laughs> Finish him, kid. He's like, I can take it or leave it, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think that it would be great to for him to be the, the main Spider-Man and it, it would be the smartest decision. Um but like I again I, I still don't understand the poster in that Morbius trailer. What do you think? Do you, do you think it's gonna yeah, be the main I, Spider-Man? I think I think you're speaking to something that is just like a general confusion of what Sony's intention is and they mm. are kind of all over the map. I think what seems to be their intent is that Morbius is taking place in the same universe as Venom. Just the fact that, that Morbius trailer ended with him referencing he's Venom, meaning he knows who it is. There was that other line from Al Madrigal's character where he's like, oh, there's the craziest thing that happens in San Francisco. Like, they, <laughs> I think despite the other weird things showing up in that universe, I think they want that uh, to be the same thing. However, in the Morbius trailer, we see the Oscorp Tower. It has the same mm. logo, the same building as what it was in the 2014 Andrew Garfield film. So I think Sony is saying that, that those universes are the same. They're like, we have mm, our shared right. universe partnership with Marvel. That's the MCU. We understand the difference there, but everything else is taking place in the universe we've always been in. Uh, mm. I just think, the question is uh, whether Andrew Garfield wants to do this, right? Like, the guy is hot right now. I don't know if so he's going to want to just sign up just to do a cameo in some crappy movie. I think <laughs> he's going to want to... Like, he's a team player, of course. All musical theater guys are team players. <laughs> Everyone. All these superheroes. Every single make one. Musical, make it a requirement that they've done a production of, uh, of Tick, Tick, Boom or Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. But, like, I think Andrew Garfield... Um, I don't know if he'll want to just do a, a quick cameo in something, but I would also argue... Sony doesn't really need Andrew Garfield. They could just have a masked Spider-Man that they have anyone play in that suit and just doesn't say anything, just kind of waves and whips away. <laughs> and then that's that's enough, I think, for, for a cameo in, in Morbius in the background or something like True. that. Uh, but Craven the Hunter, I, I mm. want Spider-Man in a Craven movie, right? That oh relationship my God, between bro. Hunter and Praise. Bro, I would pay Sony twice the amount of money to see Craven hunt down Spider-Man. Like, are you kidding me? God. Yeah. And my thinking is, we've just gotten these reports of a Madam Web movie. Like, mm. they're they're having Dakota Johnson play uh, Madam Web. We don't know if it's going to be the, the Julie Carpenter or the Cassandra Webb version of the character. But, like, 
I would hope that you're going to embrace the multiversal aspects of Madam Web and have a lot of these Spider-Man variants come back, mm. right? That would be my hope. So I think it's easy just to imply that Andrew Garfield is a Spider-Man of Sony's villain universe without having to have him make a direct cameo in every single one of these. But I mm. think that should be kind of the rule going forward. Uh, I think that's totally fine. I think fans will easily accept that. And I think that's kind of what we want. And I think Sony honestly wants that at the end of the day. There's an argument to be made. I'm going to sound crazy. There's an argument to be made that like a year from now, we all view Andrew Garfield as a bigger star than Tom Holland. Nothing against Ooh. Tom Holland. I'm just saying, Uncharted, I don't know how good Uncharted is going to do. Whereas it's a video Andrew game movie. Garfield, we'll see. Right? It could do great. I could be talking about my ass. That movie could make a billion dollars. We don't know. Who knows? But I'm just saying, like, all I'm saying is Andrew Garfield is back in on the A-list. He's as big of a star exactly. now as he's mm -hmm. ever been. So, um, But a question, just a kind of a technical question. Yeah, will Andrew Garfield's character remember the events of No Way Home? How did this spell affected did it affect the peters of other reality did he forget that he himself was spider-man did he forget that that particular tom holland variant was spider-man and if that's the case what does he remember from the final act does he remember seeing this kid's face does he remember seeing a masked spider-man does he remember any of the statue of liberty stuff um, I have a feeling that only the Peter Parkers remember the events of No Way Home and that everybody else that knew who Peter Parker was across the multiverse just completely forgot. Because we remember what uh, Wong says in the movie that the spell travels the borders of known and unknown realities. So I'm assuming that that means the space between realities and it can just go to any reality because it's that powerful of a spell. So I think that this is sort of Sony's way of just giving a, a blank slate to every single Spider-Man um, and just be like, hey, anybody who knows doesn't know anymore. And like, I feel like that would um, definitely help propel their stories forward because now all these Peters have to deal with the same sort of trauma of my MJ doesn't remember me. What the heck? And like, why does like, why are we doing that? And like, um, I feel like that would definitely be in service to, to McGuire's story, especially because after we leave in uh, Spider-Man three, him and Mary Jane are not on like the best of terms. So like, we do hear that he things do work out for Tobey Maguire, but like if he lost his memory of everybody, then that would be such an interesting way. If they were to go like Spider-Man four route, that'd be interesting. But for for Andrew Garfield, back to the actual topic, I feel like Sony needed this reset to happen for Andrew Garfield in particular because of that weird plot line where everybody on at Oscorp knew who. Peter Parker was a Spider-Man and it was like really weird. Like the guys in the van. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, we're following right, this right, kid. Right. And like, it was, it was part just of like, a conspiracy. Yeah. That they wanted him to get bitten by a spider maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like Oscorp, that whole like weird Oscorp that they were like, let's just forget that. Let's just retcon that. Let's forget. Everyone forgot. And like now he can just be himself. Oh, um, and, that's interesting. I, I think at the, for the most part, other people in other realities their perceptions of the Andrew Garfield and the Tobey Maguire version of Spider-Man have not changed. Like people who knew mm. still know, people who don't know don't know. I think the way the the spell at the end of the movie works is it has one subject and that is the Tom Holland version of Peter Parker. That okay. is the only person who uh about whom anyone's memories has been affected. Um but in terms of who the spell affects in order to have that perception of that character, it affects anyone who is in this reality at the moment mm. the spell was cast. 
Um, but it does not affect people who are Peter Parker. I think like yeah. if you are Peter Parker, <laughs> so it's like kind of like a double logic switcheroo. I honestly don't think the writers have thought about it that hard. I think it's crazy for us to even try to explain. I think the writers just didn't think it would be the simplest approach, not realizing how many l- l- loopholes this would create. But, <laughs> Everybody uh, named Peter Parker just like, oh my God, everyone forgot. Yeah, I think... Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire need to remember if they, if you want to mm. pursue a future with them, they need you need to just say like, oh, the spell didn't affect me, and they were, they remember the events. Um, yeah. But people in their reality who knew that they were Spider Man, uh, whether it's, I, I think I am okay with whoever at Oscorp still knowing that Peter Parker is that Richard Parker's son is Spider Man. I don't because my thing with that movie is like it it had it was just trying to do too much. Uh, and I rewatched it leading up to No Way Home. And I think whenever he goes down to that Roosevelt subway station, it just becomes a national treasure. It just feels so weird and disconnected from the rest of the movie. Yeah. I don't, we don't need that. But I think it's okay for Oscorp to be a conspiratorial organization that planned for Peter Parker to be bit. I'm, I'm okay with that storyline being pursued i think it's a little weird it does take away a bit of peter parker's uh accidental stumbling in to becoming mm. spider-man um but we already have that in the other versions of the character um so like it'd be okay now to have like mul- this doesn't have to be our one definitive spider-man like we have other spider-man if that's not our cup of tea you have other people to approach um so I don't know. I, I I love a spider universe where Oscorp exists at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And right now Oscorp doesn't exist in the MCU. So I need it to exist somewhere, right? Like I want to exactly. see Oscorp do evil shit. And this right? is a great opportunity. <laughs> That's the Oscorp's that. whole thing. Doing evil shit, selling weapons. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So I think at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I think these Peter part, I don't think they would say that everything that happened with these Peters and other universes was also erased. I don't think Sony would want that to be the case. And I think whatever Mm -hmm. movie gets made after that, they're going to clear that up. Uh, And I think Sony would also say, I don't think they, if they ever pursued Andrew Garfield or or Tobey Maguire again, I don't think they would have no memory of what happened. I think that would be a a storytelling missed opportunity. Oh, for sure. Um, And and speaking of opportunities, the third question, that line about the Black Spider-Man, it really feels like there's a great opportunity here to have Andrew Garfield, a character we've already seen be Spider-Man in Manhattan, now be able to be a mentor figure to Miles Morales in this side of the universe. Would you rather see Miles Morales introduced as someone in uh, Tom Holland's universe or in Andrew Garfield's universe? Not to say that would mean Miles Morales could never appear in the MCU, Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I, we all want that to be the case. We want Miles Morales to hang out with Hulk and Doctor Strange and everybody else. Um, yeah. But should he be introduced as uh, someone looking up to Andrew Garfield or someone looking up to Tom Holland? Or thinking those two guys are bogus and wanting to do things differently? <laughs> I'm looking up to Professor Xavier. Um, no, um, <laughs> I think that, you know, I, I, I definitely understand, like, the, the reason for the question, because in the comics... Uh, Miles Morales was, of course, introduced in the uh, 1610 universe rather than the main um, Marvel universe. So, like, it would make sense for a Miles Morales to pop up in Andrew Garfield's universe and then be introduced to the MCU, much like it was in the comics. Um, So I think Andrew Garfield would make a great mentor for Miles Morales. And, like, because of that little moment between um, Electro and Spider-Man, I just feel like that is the thread that they could go with. It's like, all right. There's a they're talking about a black Spider-Man. We could just go introduce it in this universe and then like have our own little uh, side little project while also doing Tom Holland and all that stuff. But we also know that Tom Holland is really wanting to pass that 
title of Spider-Man eventually um, before he hits 30 or something like that in, in his quote mm-hmm. um, because like he just doesn't want to hold on to that title of Spider-Man forever because he, he feels like it should be um, something that a younger um, and it's more diverse person should have. So I definitely feel like an MCU Spider-Man. And again, with um, the introduction of Aaron Davis in um, in Spider-Man Homecoming as the Prowler, uh, Miles' uncle, it just seems like those seeds are are, are definitely laying for us to see a um, an MCU Miles Morales. And I feel like more people would prefer um, Miles Morales, just native to the MCU in general. Um, so yeah, out of those two the possibilities, for all these characters, yeah. Yeah, out of those two possibilities, I feel like it's definitely going to be the MCU version. However, if if we're going to talk about mentors, I say let's do all three Spider-Man as the mentors for for Miles Morales. Why not? Like in this do I would I honestly just want to call it the Spider-Man Four, where it's four Spider-Man mm. just mentoring oh, Miles, crazy. and like it would just be like three dads <laughs> just yeah. taking care of Miles. I would love that. Yeah. That would be the best course of action but what do you think i totally see that it reminds me of like a live action version of into the spider-verse where you just have like a team mm. of past experienced spider things mentoring miles morales uh no complaints on that pitch Here, here's my pitch for how i want this all to go down i want andrew garfield to be implied to be the spider-man i understand if morbius is already wrapped you know mm. uh and you're just not going to fit him in there but to imply maybe that's already the case you know um right. but when craven the hunter when that movie comes out I want the Spider-Man that that Craven hunts to be Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I want mm. to see the what that really means that people in this universe consider Andrew Garfield's character a murderer. Uh, and maybe he did make a lot of enemies in this world. He is kind of a a rogue vigilante, someone who's gone too hard and like everyone has turned on him. Not just the way people turned on Tom Holland's character at the beginning of No Way Home made him kind of a a figure who, you know, he was able to get Matt Murdoff to get him <laughs> to get him a, a pretty good legal deal out of all this. <laughs> um, but what if someone it's like, no, it's clear, like <laughs> you've murdered quite a few people. Was it justified? Uh, maybe it was justified use of force, but this guy is people are mad at him. And then you know, someone J. Jonah Jameson, whoever it is, hires Craven the Hunter to go after him, mm. and then maybe that incapacitates Andrew Garfield. But through the events of that story. In the same way that, like, Miles Morales is introduced when the Peter Parker of that universe dies, he could step up to be the Spider-Man uh, to take his place mm. after that. So, Miles is introduced on the Sony side of things. Now, I know we have Donald Glover's character in Spider-Man Homecoming. I honestly think we aren't going to see that. Like, I don't know if Donald Glover's going to come back in the MCU. Mm. He's too big a name. I don't know if that guy wants to play Prowler. Like, he's a huge name. He should, you know, I don't think he's interested. So mm. I don't know if they're going to introduce Miles Morales in the MCU. He's too big of a title for Sony. I think they want to introduce him on their side of things. And Andrew Garfield is a hot, hot commodity right now to introduce sure. these two together. And then they score a deal with with uh, Marvel to have Miles Morales show up in Secret Wars or some of these other crossover events. Then he can join the universe and they can kind of share him. Um, but I think you have an opportunity now to have him be in the universe of Andrew Garfield. Uh, so Sony feels like they have more control over him. Now, that's not to say they're not going to consult with Kevin Feige or the Marvel team at all. I have a feeling that the same way that Feige and Pascal collaborated to cast Tom Holland back in 2014, 2015, I think you're going to see that same kind of collaboration to cast whoever's going to play Miles Morales. I think mm. 
I hope, I hope that Sony sees the value in Marvel's insight in their collaboration and their Haley casting Finn. brilliance the through Sarah Haley Finn. Yeah, right? <laughs> so get her in the room. Have her help you pick the right, the right Miles Morales for this. Um, and I think at the end of the day, yeah, it's all going to be part of a shared universe. Uh, I, I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities for these two studios to work together again to make billions and billions of dollars. Uh, but I think, I think we're going to start with with that. That would be my hope for how this all goes. And then you have a Madam Web movie that hopefully introduces all these characters. My hope for Madam Web is that like we truly do get to see a Nexus uh, moment where everyone's just staying the web of life and destiny and she oh my is God. kind of explaining the rules to everyone. Uh, I, I think that's very... She's going to be the Nick Fury, man. <laughs> the Spider-Verse, the Blade Nick Fury of, of, that, yeah. of that section. Well, we uh, want to talk about some ways the animated Into the Spider-Verse might be crossing over into this live action world based off of Lord and Miller. Some quotes they said. But before we get to that, we want to thank Helix for sponsoring today's episode. Speaking of good sleep, the last thing you want is to be tossing and turning because you're on a bum mattress. Well, that's why you've got to get yourself a Helix mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I have a Helix mattress. I love it. The quiz matched me with a medium firm mattress with lumbar support that sleeps cool. The mattress ships right to your door for free. No need to go to a mattress store. Just go to helixsleep.com slash inside marvel. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you are going to love it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside marvel. We also want to thank ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. We all occasionally dabble in the not safe for work parts of the internet. You probably think that as long as you're in incognito mode, everything is fine. Well, not so fast. Incognito mode does not hide your activity, my friends. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you have ever visited. And that's why when you are at home, you should never go online without using ExpressVPN. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites that you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. It runs seamlessly in the background. You just tap one button and you are protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, your phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com marvel, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash marvel, expressvpn.com slash marvel to learn more. Okay, MT, the other major Spider-Man news we got this week came from an interview from Josh Horowitz's happy, sad, confused show. This is the same guy who got that infamous werewolf quote out of Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Another brilliant interviewer who can just get the best quotes out of folks. Uh, This time, he uh, talked with the Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, or the producers. gods themselves. They really are amazing. Let's take a look. Talk to me. I'm so endlessly fascinated on where we are in Spider-Man world, because right now, there are two different... (laughs) There are two (laughs) different uh, Spider-Man... Multiverse Spider-Man franchises going. At least two. Or are there? (laughs) (laughs) The multiverse is big and wide. 
And it, all things it's grow in an the, infinite. In the multiverse. That's I right. mean, I, all I'm saying, me as Josh what? Sony, the heir to the Sony franchise, That's would right. not want two different things. You <laughs> would want it all to cohesively come together, wouldn't oh, you? That was good. Why this would you good. think? Why would you think a multiverse in which many, many things are possible uh, uh, that they're not related? Right. That there, everything's possible except for this one thing that everyone wants. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 Yo, that is That's huge. pretty big. I don't fully, <laughs> I can't wrap my mind around how this would work. MT, let's talk about it. How could the animated Miles Morales connect to the live action Sonyverse and MCU considering that's one shared universe now? Are we talking about Who Framed Roger Rabbit type stuff, animation and live action? Are we talking about voices from live action showing up in this next animated film what do you think honestly if if anything were to happen i have this feeling that the mcu would come to animation because it's easier to translate live action to animation versus animation to live action uh, because you know i i just don't think that you know Haley steinfeld in a blonde wig and like, i don't think she could pull off the, the gwen stacy look as Haley steinfeld even though she could pull off anything because she's amazing um, but no, I, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll end up seeing Tom Holland it, it, at some point during Spider-Man 4, maybe, or like some point um, in the future, um, Tom Holland falling into the shenanigans of the animated universe. And then he's going to probably be in, in part two, um, if I would guess, of Across the Spider-Verse. Um, just judging by what they're saying, I have no clue. This, that's not confirmed at all. Um, but I, I honestly think that, you know, with with this um success that sony has like like you like you sort of hinted at with the whole like sony wanted to do miles morales might want to do miles morales on their own i think they might just want to take to Holland and be like all right we're just gonna take make all the money on our own and just like just bring them in and like you know just reap the benefits of uh, our tom holland mcu deal uh, by just you know having this story in the animated world be canon um, in the future, it's like Tom Holland will reference it in the live action universe in the future and just be like, oh my God, he talked about Miles Morales and like all that stuff. So like, I think that that's the smartest route and it's the route that like Kevin Feige has to do the less, least stuff with. He's like, all right, just take them and then do that and then you'll come back and like, it's easy. What, how do you think it's going to connect? I don't know. Uh, yeah, great. I... I, I think, remember, uh, Lord and Miller did say uh, after the 2018 Into the Spider-Verse came out that they wanted to do a cameo by Tom Holland and potentially Toby and Andrew. They wanted to have them just show up, just pop up kind of as a gag in that movie. And they were told by Sony, not yet. Ooh. Let's not do that yet. It's too soon. They didn't say Sony no. They said them. not yet. They said it was too soon. And now mm. we know why. Now we know why. They had plans to show them in live action. And now that they have, the gates are open. I think it's way easier now just to have Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire voice animated versions of their characters in Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, we don't know fully what that story is going to be, but we know it's going to be visiting uh, uh, the, the Indian Peter Parker. Uh, we know that it's going to be, of course, going back to the Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man's universe, um, which means I think we're just going to see a lot, a lot of different Spider-Man variants uh, mm. in that movie. And of course, it's yeah, called Across the Spider-Verse for, for some reason, for right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and I think it's just going to say that, you know, through the magic of the web of life and destiny. Um, and I think 
characters just show up through Miles Morales' point of view, the animated Miles Morales, Shameik Moore's Miles Morales, uh, in animated form. That's just like the texture of their reality is animation, but it exists in a Spider-Verse alongside a live action reality. And I think that's why they're showing us so many different forms of animation at different frame rates, different uh, contouring, different texturing. I, I think the idea is that, uh, like we may see a, a stop motion, you know, universe. Uh, we could see one where it's like made with toys. We could see one where it's with 3D animation, right? Like there's so many different things you can show that uh, would just show like all different media that we see on the big screen is fair game. Uh, and that includes a reality. It's just from Miles Morales' point of view in his animated world, this is what these Spider-Man variants look like. Uh, but he exists in a world. Now, would this mean that Shameik Moore plays Miles Morales in the, the world? No, I think there are other Miles Moraleses who are out there. I don't know. Shameik Moore could be great in this role. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I think that there's plenty of ways that they could just easily have these people exist in the world together. And I think Sony's want is to suggest that all these things are connected. Because the more connected they are, the more valuable each corner of this universe is. How likely do you feel that the animated Spider-Man could show up in the animated Disney Plus side of Marvel? Because we have that whole universe where, like, we have a whole multiverse of animation. So, like, and we do have um, freshman year coming out in, in the future. So, like, do you think that, you know, we could have a crossover with What If or something? Or, like, the What If animation of the mcu to sort of like be like all right here's them in the mcu now um i don't know i'm just thinking about that the is MCUs. a fascinating question mm. that's a fascinating question mt it's really a legal question right i'd have to take a look at the contracts but i believe i don't know how spider-man freshman year has come about uh i think anytime disney wants to use spider-man and put spider-man's name in the title that's a lot of uh legal <laughs> coming to terms like there's a lot of profit sharing off that uh and so they have to shell out a ton of money to sony whenever they want to use spider-man in anything i think it's likely that miles could show up in freshman year uh i think that's if they're already having a spider-man show on disney plus that would be the place that he show up i don't know if he would show up in what if because right now it, it kind of ties the hands of the producers of what if if they have to include Spider-Man in a specific way. I think the, pr the producers of What If are like, there's uh, thousands of other Marvel characters we could we could show in episodes. This um, is true. And they just got the X-Men. <laughs> and when Spider-Man showed up in the zombie episode, that was like a very specific thing, right? Like, he they the suit that he was wearing was the Disneyland version of the Spider-Man suit, if I'm This is true. <laughs> yeah, so like... There's always like very specific things, and it was Tom Holland's likeness. It was not Tom Holland's voice. Uh, so there's all these specific things. I mean, and who knows? Like we keep seeing these mixed reports that in the future Disney Plus has scored some deals with Sony to feature future Spider-Man titles uh, on the platform. I don't know if that was referring just to freshman year or if they have other plans to maybe get the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies finally on the platform. Um, I don't know. I think Sony makes more money to license these things out to like Netflix and to these other platforms. Um, but yeah, I think it is now more likely than it was before. 
uh, I guess if the question was, could animated Miles Morales show up? I don't know if it's going to be the exact version of the Into the Spider-Verse animated Miles Morales, though. I think it's more likely to be a new version of animated Miles Morales. Just because those that Into the Spider-Verse universe is so precious to Sony. I think they like the idea that it's connected, but they want to be able to control that corner of it. Uh, narratively speaking, and keep it in the hands of the producers, the directors, the animators who produced that 2018 movie, uh, and rather than hand it over to a creative team that they didn't necessarily greenlight, you know? It's true. And, like, I think that uh, during this interview or a recent interview with Lord Miller, they, they said that they were um, in close contact with, obviously, uh, Jonathan, um, Jonathan Watts. Um, they said that they were in close contact with John Watts and, like, the, the creators on No Way Home, and like to make sure that they were telling distinctly different stories. Um, so yeah, like, they don't want to yeah. step on each other's toes right now. Yeah, so like they're gonna yeah. definitely want to make sure that their stuff is like unique and, and sort of like stands on its own for the most part. Yeah, so yeah and sure. and I think despite the fact that we want everything to be connected tangentially, there's a real value in having these things feel texturally different as we're watching them. Like, how great was it to go into 2018 into the Spider-Verse and have it look completely different from anything we had seen in the MCU? The reason we're doing this in, in animation is you can show things that are way harder to show in live action. And just watching this trailer for Across the Spider-Verse, the realities he's flying through, it, the animation looks beautiful. I don't know if you can pull that off as well in live action yet. May, I don't know. VFX technology may get better and better, and we could show it. And it looks great in live action. But right now, just animation, you can have the action words show up in, in Tamil, in Hindi. You know, that's so cool. Um, you can have, uh, you can just pull things off that you wouldn't necessarily get away with in live action. And I would say that also goes for Spider-Man freshman year. I think that's going to feel different from anything we had seen before. And that might be a good thing. You know, I want, I just want MCU LeBron James to show up in uh, the live action. I mean, in the, in the animated Spider-Verse for no reason, just do Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> just for no reason, yeah, just mean... random LeBron James. <laughs> That would be a bridge too far. You'd have, suddenly you'd have the Flintstones and Iron Jack. All the Hanna-Barbera suddenly would be part of this universe. Beetlejuice. I, I don't know. Jabberjaw. All the, the sideline cameos. And... <laughs> well, that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel. Don't forget to check out our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. I think next week we may be talking about a Multiverse of Madness trailer that drops during the Super Bowl. We will see. I hope so. Let's go, Super Bowl. We will see you next week. Thanks for watching. Bye, everybody. Love you guys. Peace.